Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kuznets, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to be talking about on this here episode. <laughs> the, the one thing I've been thinking is I'm recording this super duper late again. The one thing I've been thinking with how much just life has been lifing and brain fog has been brain fogging, it would probably be a good idea for me for just in general, but in recalling what's happened over the last few days, etc., is to start journaling, which is something I've wanted to do for a while now mostly with things I watch or play or read to write down my thoughts right away after a session of watching reading etc I thought that with anime for example doing that would help me better remember character names because that's something I've always struggled with rain fog or not and I just never, I've never started it. So what's a better time to do it than now, right? Right? So I think I might do that. And, you know, that, that, would, that would maybe be a good idea. I have watched some stuff, though. I do want to waste time talking about Plex, though, because this is going to be a short show. There are no Patreon questions. I only have two games to talk about, and I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on either. Spoilers. Not a huge fan of either of them. I think the audio should be, it might be still a little bit extra. I think it was too loud last time, a little bit too loud. This time I think it'll be more reasonable for the most part, most of the time. And hit those high marks. Hi, Mark. Hi. That's me. Uh, less frequently, but they'll still hit them, those high marks. It's it's all weird. But, in, in going back to talk about my annoyance doing TV shows, I recently did all of Community, and I'm currently working on, oh, it's so bright! Uh, currently working on Columbo, which is an easy show for me to do, because there aren't as many episodes, and they're just basically all movies. And because it's Japanese import, there are no special features or any other things to deal with. It's very straightforward. And the ordering was very clear after the first few discs, where you'd only have two episodes per disc, and it would always be the second, in, in uh, relative terms, episode as the first title, and then the first episode as the second title. But with community, it the thing that annoys me is that they just can't follow a pattern for all their discs, for all their seasons, etc. And what I mean by this is, with community, for season one, you have two discs. And the first disc has 13 episodes. The second disc has 12 episodes. There are 25 episodes in the first season. So the first disc follows the pattern of episode one, title zero, 
2, Title 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So it's all in order. Very simple. Very the way it should always be. Love it. Love it. That got my hopes up. I was like, okay. The first disc is exactly what I want from a, a TV show. From a, from a TV Blu-ray. <sighs> Wasn't meant to last. Because then we have disc 2... Starting with episode 14, title 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 11, 8, 9, 10. Why that one out of order? Who knows? But that still wasn't too bad. This is why I have to manually check every single disc. Because even if they seem like they're following a pattern, you can't trust them. Then we have season 2. For disc 1. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Disc 2. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Look at there. Ho, ho. It's all in order. Maybe it was just the first disc or the, the first season that was all screwy. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm really hopeful. This should be good. Season 3 should be a freaking breeze. Right, 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 everybody. <laughs> Disc 1 of Season 3 Episode 1 Title 0 We're going we're gonna to go in that order again You know, for the, the, the 11 episodes Not the first 11 I mean, they are the first 11 episodes But it's 11 episodes It's a 22 episode season 11 episodes per disc So we got Title 0 Title 1 Title 8 2, 3, 4, 5 10 6, 7 why do I have two tens? Wait, which which is okay? No, one of these is supposed to be a nine. Oh no! Oh, this is the oh my god! Now I remember because I'm seeing it. This is the fucking worst one of the bunch. This is literally. This is why I wanted to bring this up because the community, fucking, nonsense, is the worst, most egregious violator of the ordering system I've ever seen in a Blu-ray release. For season three, episode one, through episode 10, disc one, title zero, one, eight, two, three, four, five, 10, six, seven. Episode 11 is disc two, title 10. Now we're on to Episode 12, which is back to disc 1, title 9. That's where they, you have 11 episodes on disc 1 of season 3, but they're not the first 11 episodes. You have the first 10 episodes and episode 12. And then you have episode 11 as part of disc 2 and one of the last titles. No, the, the actual last title of episode of, of I I already know people are like fucking move on. We don't give a shit about this plex bullshit. We don't care about your personal crap. Well, you know what? I don't care that you don't care because I care, and that's who cares. Bear baby, uh, I ordered and uh, I ordered a Care Bear once, and then I canceled it. <laughs> Fun fact: I don't know what the hell that was. But uh, I have watched some stuff. I watched Tar, which is that Kate Blanchett conductor. 
Is he? They're they're called conductors, right? I don't. I don't. I'm now in my head thinking, maybe they're not called conductors because that's what you call the train person, right? The train person's a conductor. Why are they both conductors? They're conductors, right? Oh, uh, it's a. It was a movie. I really wasn't sure what to make of it while I watched the majority of it. It's a long movie. The greatest compliment I can give it is that I was compelled to watch it from start to finish the entire time. My my desire to keep watching may have wavered in the final act or, or more accurately... I wasn't as compelled during the final act where I think the movie fell apart and didn't it didn't work for me. You're supposed to, I presume, get a sense of enjoyment out of watching this character who's not a great person get hers. And see her life fall apart. But. It, it. It all. Rang a bit hollow. The way it was handled. And. Uh, yeah it, it just. Ultimately in the end. I guess I'm glad I watched it. The audio design is fantastic. If you have a great sound system, I highly recommend watching it because there's a lot of great work in there. From the music to the simple act of hearing a character's nervous leg shaking. So you have a student who is talking with Kate Blanchard in one of her classes and he's, he's clearly you know, a bit of a nervous person, so he's got a bit of a, a restless leg syndrome going on. And you hear it. And it's, it's very clear, and there are, there are so many little things like that which are handled very well. Very well. Um, but it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting movie. It reminded me most of... Uh, the Phantom Thread. I can't remember if it's Phantom, if it's just Phantom Thread or the Phantom Thread. The the the, the Phantom Thread, the now standing, is better. Uh, so yeah, I I also thought while watching it, wow. I don't know if it's just the way she's made up in this movie, or just the way she looks. Kate Blanchett kind of looks like Bill Maher. And that might be mean. I don't mean it to be mean. It's just something I, I saw. Because I looked at her face at, at one point in a few shots. And was trying to... Oh God, I was going to say trying to finger who I thought she looked like. I don't want to talk about fingering. But yes, uh... it's on Peacock if you have Peacock. And that's where I watched it. And speaking of Peacock, I also watched on there Violent Night. 
which is a movie I've been excited and interested in for a while now. It is the Santa Die Hard movie. I think that's the way a lot of people describe it. Starring the sheriff from Stranger Things, a.k.a. Hellboy Reboot, a.k.a. Black Widow's father, a.k.a. I think his name is David something or other. But it's a pretty fun movie. I don't think it's amazing, but that may come down to my mood in general and just the way life has been crushing me so that I can't fully enjoy anything. And I think that is a factor. No no lie. I also have a dentist appointment tomorrow, which not excited about that. But it, it was fun. There are some fun kills in it. Good sense of humor. It the the, the way I described it to one of my friends in terms of the humor and just the movie in general is that it's very simple, but it's effective. The, the jokes, the lines, they're, they're what you would expect or, or kind of what you would hope for, and they're, they're just handled well. The, the, the story is you have this... I'm just going to move on. Like my, my brain is fucking... You have Santa, and he's... Kind of not down on his luck, but he's just kind of whatever about Christmas at this point. He's a drunk. Doesn't really enjoy his job seemingly anymore. Maybe gets enjoyment out of the cookies that people leave for him at times or finding a nice bottle of aged whiskey he can drink up at someone's house. And this rich family full of a bunch of pieces of crap that you don't like and you're supposed to not like because they're they're garbage. They get held hostage for the the family's wealth by John Leguizamo and company. And this all happens when one Santa Claus is at that particular house. He fell asleep in a drunken stupor because he found some good ass some good-ass, I don't know if it's whiskey, but good-ass alcohol, drank too much and fell asleep. He wakes up and gets into a kerfuffle with one of the the baddies, and during that, the, the, the bad guy shoots the ceiling or something or whatever and scares off his reindeer. So he's stuck there. He can't get away. And comedy and violent deaths ensue. That's the basic gist of it. Santa has to save the day. He talks with the one daughter on the walkie-talkie. And there's a surprising amount of heart at times in the movie, too. But it's is a fun movie. Also on Peacock. Just watch it. Let's just get on to what I've been playing and end this episode, because this is a fucking disaster of a show. So, the two games I played are SpongeBob, SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, and Rhythm Sprout Sick. Beats and 
bad sweets. So we're going to start with SpongeBob. This is a 3D character action platformer. And it's not good. It looks pretty nice. But it does not feel good. It feels slow and sluggish. Almost like you're underwater. Oh my god. Oh my god, people. Is that... Was that the intention all along? Is it trying to make you feel like you're actually underwater? I don't think so. But it does feel slow. And the the comet is not satisfying. The jump doesn't feel great. The humor, man, oh man. I don't know if this is true to the way it was when this series originally came out. Because I don't, I don't know if they're still putting out episodes or anything of that ilk or if Spongebob is still relevant but the humor the writing that is in the Cosmic Shake if this is the kind of stuff that Spongebob fans like I, I there is, it makes sense that I never got into Spongebob because I did not find a single bit of it funny I immediately turn the 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 dialogue volume down completely because I didn't want to hear any of it. I didn't want to hear the dialogue. I skipped every cutscene very, very quickly. I didn't want to hear any of the quips that were repeated ad nauseum. And it's just, ugh, God, I, I did not enjoy that aspect of it. So I was just left with the game itself to derive enjoyment from. And it failed on that part. There's also an issue with the general audio especially specifically the the sound of your footsteps for whatever reason i, I don't know why someone in the audio department who whoever was responsible for this thought it was a good idea to make it so that you hear squishy sounds with every single footstep so whenever you're walking around the environment which is what you're going to be doing a whole hell of a lot you're going to hear a bunch of squishies. It's going to just be like, I know that doesn't sound, that sounds more creaky than squishy, but I can't do squishies. Like, but it doesn't sound like that. That sounds like fucking Ben Stiller milking his cat. And that's not, that's not what it sounds like either. And it sounds, it sounds a bit more creaky than, than squishy in, in the way that it comes out of my head. But you just hear with every footstep, all the time and the only way to alleviate that problem is to turn the sound effects completely off but then you're not going to hear enemy attacks environmental thing it's just it's going to make the game feel lifeless because you're going to remove all of the ambient sound and be left with nothing but the music unless you turn that down too which then you might as well just mute your tv and I tried that, I, not muting my TV, not turning everything down, but I tried turning the sound effects off to see how bad that would be. And I, I don't think the removal of the footstep audio, I don't think the positivity of that negates losing every you like you need the rest of the sound effects you just do so you're stuck listening to that crap 
which is incredibly annoying and grating. And I downloaded the rehydrated Bikini Bottoms game from a few years ago, that remaster. And that, that audio was not present there. So someone decided between that game and this game that one of the things that game was missing was the sound of your footsteps. Whoever made that creative choice, I'm here to tell you that was objectively a bad choice. It's horrible. It's the worst. It, it just makes the entire game incredibly annoying. But what you're doing, eh, I'm, I'm glad that you are able to save at any point because the levels just drag on and on. And I was concerned at first that I was going to have to redo something because I wanted to quit. I so badly wanted to quit from this level. <laughs> it, it's just another example of, I, I would, would I say it's better than KO the Kangaroo? Maybe? But there's more charm to Kale that I at least liked. But it's really... These, these past few weeks or so are really making me realize how special Pumpkin Jack truly is. And even games that I, I fell off of for other reasons. I had in time, for example. That game is looking real good in retrospect. Though I also think I just fell off of that game because it was so, it seemed so big and expansive and full of so much stuff to do that I just did not have the time for it. That's, that's a game I really want to get back to at some point. That is an Attack the Backlog, a future Attack the Backlog game for sure. But SpongeBob SquarePants at Cosmic Shake is a platformer I would only, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, honestly. But if there's anyone out there who will enjoy it, it's, it's fans of SpongeBob, and, and those are the only people. I don't think fans of 3D platformers will get that much out of it so, unless you fall into that camp of being a SpongeBob fan, I'd steer clear. There, there are. We are not at a point in gaming where we have a lack of 3D platformers to choose from across all platforms. You know, the indie, the indie space has done a great job of putting out a lot of things. There's so much, there's so much variety out there. There's so much to choose from. What was it a few months ago or so? There was that Hell Pie game that I didn't love, but when I think of that game and think of this, I, I would much rather go back and play more Hell Pie than the SpongeBob game. So that was that was a disappointment. I was excited. I was excited because I remembered liking the Bikini Bottom games more. Uh, than I think I probably did. And I was hopeful that this would just be a solid... That fucking Smurfs game, man. I can't stress that enough. Smurfs, something, Leaf or whatever. Don't sleep on that game. I need to play that for Attack the Backlog already so that I can shine a light on it the way I shined a light on Clone Drone in the Danger Zone this past weekend. But the other game, Rhythm Sprout, Sick Beats, and Bad Sweets is a rhythm game where you play a little onion knight. I believe you're an onion. And you have to go and do the, the kingdom's bidding. 
the the art is fantastic. It's full of life and color and vibrance. It's very clearly inspired artistically by Animal Crossing and even the the audio design shares a lot with Animal Crossing. The way characters speak, how they sound, is very Animal Crossing speak s speak ish. And the humor is pretty solid. It can linger at the start of level because at each level you get a bit of story and that dialogue, that back and forth can go on for close to five minutes at times. You can pause the game in those moments and skip to the actual gameplay, which is nice. And... The the game itself, the way it works is that you are it's sort of it's sort of like an endless runner in the sense that you are you are you are starting at the begin uh, at the beginning of a level and you're just moving forward. You're just moving forward, but the way you move forward is by hitting beats as they come scrolling at you. So you're hitting the beats as they match the music. And depending on the level, depending on what kind of level it is, if it's a more advanced level or a boss level, you may be attacking enemies at the same time. And the way the gameplay works is that you have three types of notes, pink, yellow, and blue. The pink is mapped to the face buttons. The yellow are mapped to the the D-pad. And then the blue notes are mapped to the the bumpers playing on Xbox. The pink and yellow notes represent your movement or your attacks during fights and, and most of your basic actions. While the blue represents dodging and is, is very limited. You don't often come across the blue notes, except more so in battles than at any other point. There are also really grayed out notes which are ones you're not supposed to hit and then you have the ability to go into I believe it's called rush mode once per level with the triggers which grants you extra points and what do you expect out of a a superpower mode the problem with the game is as much as I like the simplicity of it all conceptually one the music, while good, I don't think is that good for a rhythm-based game. I like the music, and I wouldn't mind listening to it on its own, but playing alongside it, matching the beat to it, matching the notes to it, I don't enjoy all that much. And two, the note mapping is really hit or miss. There are a handful of levels that I played that felt really good. But then there were a handful of levels that felt bad. And the majority of levels felt passable. So you had a few great ones, a few bad ones, and a majority of this is okay, I guess. And that is ultimately the the 
biggest problem with the game is that it's just the 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 gameplay itself was not that engaging in large part mostly you know the the, the no mapping is a problem but i i think the the bigger problem is the fact that the music just wasn't engaging enough in the way it should be for a game like this where the music and playing along with music is, is the the whole thing that that is the whole thing you're not doing anything else and if that's not working what do you have but a, a really pretty game a game with a, a fair amount of charm and a good a good humor a good sense of humor it's all great it's all well and good but if i don't want to actually play the game uh, that's that's not gonna it's not gonna help you Ain't gonna, ain't gonna work. So that, that, was, that was a bit disappointed. I also think this there there is a I haven't tried out to see exactly how easy, and I would assume that maybe not. I, I would like to think that it works that way. I should have I should have checked before recording this. But the difficulty ramps up pretty quickly. I think there are maybe close to around thirty levels in the game total. And around level eight or so, it starts to get pretty challenging. Thankfully, you don't take damage if you miss notes unless you miss the blue notes. So you always you want to make sure you're on time with the blue notes. Because whether or not you're in combat, missing those will do one tick of damage. And the way you regain health in the game is by getting 20 note streaks the regular notes the pink and yellow ones you can miss dozens and dozens and dozens of them it's going to sound crap because you're just going to hear all these missed notes and you're not going to your column is going to die and you're going to lose points you lose 50 points for each note you miss that's not great but you won't you won't lose your hp the 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 one really great thing about the game is that it is pretty freaking forgiving in terms of you screwing up and, and and being able to recover from a screw up. So I like that about the game. But it does get pretty challenging pretty quickly. And I'm still not sure how I feel about the control scheme using the D-pad and the face buttons, the, the bumpers away they're implemented i i think you can adjust it but i didn't didn't look into that but there is that beginner mode which i i don't know how simplified that is and if you can still progress if you play mostly in that mode because the way you progress in the game is and i like this too about it this is nice is that in order to unlock the next level all you have to do is complete the the previous level there, there are stars and stuff like that that you collect for how well you do on a level, but that in no way gates future levels for you, which is something I don't like in any game of uh, where you, you're unlocking future levels. Uh, I think Tony Hawk handles it that way, where in order to unlock the next level, you'll have to have completed so many challenges yeah, moving forward. I don't like that because I think that that that, that is locking future content behind skill as opposed to just pure experiencing you know don't don't lock don't lock a future level 
behind completing the previous levels to a certain skill point or whatever. Um, I, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't. Th I don't think. I don't think that benefits anyone. So I like that about the game. But the, the gameplay itself just did not grab me the way I wish it did. And the music, while good, was not what I'd say good, uh, was good for a rhythm-based game. That's it in terms of what I've been playing. So, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, you know, uh, I am, of course... Your host, Barker's Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import, you could do so over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. That'll get you a link to everywhere you need to go, want to go, or where you know you, you want to avoid. Any of those fit the bill? That's where you want to go. Pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. As if you enjoy this show or any of this stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that away. So if you if you like this stuff and you'd like to throw a buck or two my way, you can go there and uh, help me and the show out and all that good jazz. Get access to the exclusive Discord channels. And the ability to ask me questions that I may or may not answer on the show. Or you may just forget to ask questions like everyone did this week. So, all's well that ends well? I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that, speaking of well, ending stuff, this is the end. Solid movie. Uh, But yeah, that is, that is it for this year episode, so... For now, or as always, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this year episode, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic rest of your week. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye.